Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Funtime Go. 31 Days of Horror. Oops, all werewolves. This is day number 30. And my special guest for today, returning to the show, is Eric McEver. Welcome back, Eric. Hello, it is good to be back. Um, yes, uh, so um, I'm, I'm very curious uh, at this stage uh, what, um, you know, you've been talking all werewolves all the time. Uh, what, what revelations have uh, ha- have you come across? What uh, what patterns, what surprises? Uh, have, have you had any well, insights into the topic? Yes, as those who've been listening along will know that I have identified three basic types of werewolf movies and mm. three basic types of werewolves. Okay. Not all fit into the the movie category, but most of them do. There's a, a general trend. Type one is the werewolf's journey. Some poor schmo gets bitten, usually, but not always, by a werewolf. Occasionally they're born that way, and even less occasionally they're the result of an experiment. But some poor guy gets some poor guy or gal gets infected in some way and then has to learn to deal with the situation or not deal with it and often but not always ends up dead at the end. So two things are coming uh, before you get to uh type two. So that's I guess that would obviously be uh, poor, poor, um, sweet, wonderful Larry Talbot. Uh, yes. The other, are you going to cover, uh, there's a film, I think the title is just Werewolf. Uh, it was featured at MST3K, but um, it involved a fossilized wolfman getting unearthed and then um, uh, various uh, scientific tests. It, I, it, it stick with me because it's one of um, the uh, only, well, it, uh, let me just, yeah, it is the only movie I've seen, uh, possibly not the only movie in existence where a werewolf drives a car. Uh <laughs> Yeah, um, it is definitely not the only one because Wolf Cop drives a car. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that is a much more recent film and okay. uh, and yes. a sequel. Yeah, okay. Well, two, please carry on. Two so far. So far, there's two Wolf oh. Cop. Much films. like Samurai Cop. Okay. Yeah. So, no, we're not doing that. That one. I know the one you mean. I've seen it on MST3K. Uh, we're not. Uh, covering that one uh, but I we have covered a couple where some scientist is responsible for yeah, the perhaps uh, for the best yeah. werewolfism and type two, yes. type two is there's a werewolf among us 
somebody's you know going around killing people they got to figure out who it is and sometimes you'll have elements of both of those in a film the poor schmuck has to figure out who it was that bit him in order to try to cure himself maybe and then type three which uh one of the movies we're discussing kind of falls in that category type three is the secret lives of werewolves there's uh, a whole yeah. there's a whole werewolf society and it's got a bunch of dumb rules and we usually get introduced to it through some non-werewolf who stumbles across things maybe see some girl he likes or <laughs> something and gets dragged into all of this nonsense that would be uh, underworld that would be underworld and twilight both have elements of that we're not doing any of those <laughs> You know that's good. I, uh, I mean, the, in my mind, uh, the Howling would probably be the ur example of that. Um, uh, the ones we've uh, covered, uh, the ones we've covered are American Werewolf in Paris and Blood okay, and Chocolate. Yes. Oh, oh, okay, that, yeah, yes, yes. Both have that element, and to a lesser degree, the movie we're discussing in in a moment, Wolf Children, uh, has that. But before we get into wolf children we're gonna briefly folks you're getting a two for one or one and a half for one <laughs> we're gonna talk a little bit about a film that fits in with the usual theme of this show it's called legendary giant beast wolfman versus godzilla yes yes <laughs> um yeah well do you do you care to to introduce it's um, a fan film with some semi-professional elements to it. It is incomplete, although there are supposedly 10 hours worth of footage uh, yeah. <laughs> recorded. The thing I watched on YouTube was under a half an hour. And then yeah. there was like another half hour or so behind the scenes stuff. Uh, it's also on internetarchive.org. Yeah. Uh, well, um. <laughs> I, I've seen it uh, as well, or at least um, at least most of it. Uh, my so I, I haven't uh, researched this exhaustively. My understanding is that there's there there's significantly more information available online. But my my understanding of it was it was a um, a created by a staff member from Showa era Toho Films, and hence he had access to uh, I guess some equipment, but certainly know how to uh to to build suits and build miniatures and it was his passion project and uh i mean it's uh it's interesting because i've heard more about it through the foreign sort of the 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 foreign uh community of fans than um through my japanese network uh i think that's possibly a generational thing mm -hmm. like it, it doesn't tend to come up in conversation over in japan but it's uh what I've seen is is quite impressive. Uh, I mean, it's it it and more than a little surreal. I mean, it like the best parts. It feels like, it, it, you know, it's a bit of a Mandela effect going on because it feels like you're watching clips from a Godzilla film that it, it's like, wait a minute, which like which is which is this one from? It's a uh, yeah, it's it's quite well done. And on the one hand, it's a pity that never completed, and I mean, at this stage, probably never will be completed, but. Uh, on the other, you know, it's it's a it's a testament to just the the joys of creation that this genre inspires. I'm certainly uh, I'm certainly living proof of that. Right. Yes. Uh, for folks who don't know, Eric directed the film uh, Ike Boys, that has uh, 
some kaiju in it. Some it, it, it definitely has. It, it definitely has a, 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 a more than a little bit. Uh, yes, please, please, <laughs> uh, please check out Nikkei Boys. It's uh, streaming on a variety of platforms. I, I guess the maybe the most uh, easy would be Amazon Prime, but uh, it's a. Uh, it's uh, readily available, so please check out, uh, enjoy. Uh, no werewolves in that, though. So, um, no. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, b- back to uh, b- back to the topic. Yeah, I found it um, what I watched incomprehensible, <laughs> uh, and I don't think that was just because I don't speak Japanese and it wasn't dubbed, because there wasn't all that much dialogue. There was a bunch of monster fight, and yeah, that all looked fairly good it says here in on wikipedia that he purchased some of the materials directly from toho yeah well he had he had inside that um but the there's also some human stuff in there that does not it, it's like watching a separate film not just in that it's not connected to the monster stuff but it also just visually looks different like the film stock oh. or or maybe the fact that it's shot outside instead of on the studio set it just <laughs> doesn't match up very well there seems well, uh, to be some uh, kind of gangster stuff going on but i had no idea what yeah. that had to do with the godzilla stuff and well then arguably that makes train it, uh... <laughs> that makes it what yeah. go ahead oh it's so arguably that makes it of a piece with uh the uh, many of the showa era godzilla films uh, i'm actually <laughs> sure. um i i i have been uh, teaching a class on um on Japanese monsters, and uh, we uh, recently watched uh, and broke down the the original um, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty striking how much of that film is basically a tourism advertisement for Okinawa. Um, so I don't know, like uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be, you know, it, it wouldn't be a Godzilla film without non sequiturs in the human plot. Yeah, there was also some military rolling out stuff, which is pretty standard. And at it, first, I true. was like, yeah. oh. I thought it was stock footage, and then I was like, no, I think this maybe was original because I feel like stock footage would have looked better. I thought it didn't look good enough to be <laughs> stock footage. The uniforms were a little, you know, sloppy, and it just, <laughs> I, I don't know. So I have no idea what's going on in this thing other than a giant white-furred werewolf is fighting Godzilla. The Godzilla suit looks a little weird, so I think they may have made it themselves. I don't think they borrowed or bought uh, a Toho well, it's, suit. It, it, it's definitely, um, yeah, definitely uh, uh, King Goji vibes. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a, uh, it's impressive though. Um, <laughs> and let's see what else about it. Um. Yes, Wikipedia thinks that they're still working on it. I have no idea. Of course, it's all unofficial, so it's never been properly released, but you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, In our episode, uh, Curse of the Werewolf, we discussed that although it's not that great of a movie and the werewolf's hardly in it, it does seem influential because it's mentioned in some other werewolf movies. And oh, yeah. this is another movie that apparently was influenced by Hammer's The Curse of the Werewolf. Um, I, I like Curse of the Werewolf. Uh, it, um, I it's I, not I a always, bad movie. 
Yeah, I, I always thought that the werewolf looked strangely um, pensive. The design. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. he, I don't know, he, he looks, uh, you know, when he transforms, he looks less monster and more, you know, I don't know, like, he, he has a bit of yeah. the Tom Cruise here yeah. going on, you know, staring thoughtfully into the middle distance. <laughs> I, that's, that's my interpretation of it. Um, so, okay. maybe he's just sort of being the well, long I'm, shadow of the people. The direct influence I'm seeing, though, is the white, white fur on the werewolf. This is, yes, yes. Yeah, so that, I guess that would be the more obvious, uh obvious influence than uh facial expressions yeah 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 well um so, i mean i think uh, uh, well, i hope that this thing you know i mean uh uh there it it would be rare but not out of the question for a film to take 40 years to get finished so um you know <laughs> rooting for him i want to i want to see this thing done proper i would i would appreciate a, a full version of it yes but the less than a half hour that we see is as I said, incomprehensible. The monster fights are perfectly fine, uh, but there there's no real story to speak of. So, uh, uh, but well, they got ten hours of footage, so there's got to be a story in there somewhere, I would think. There's a yeah, <laughs> no, it's a uh, crowdfunding. Make it happen. Yeah, there, make it happen, crowd. Well, I mean, I think the rights, the rights to the name Godzilla is, I think, the biggest issue that they're gonna uh, have. Uh, with go, go, they're all they're all nice. <laughs> they, they realize that they realize they can't just make them any money at all. They're they'll they're very loose and easy with that sort of stuff. <laughs> yes, they're famous for being very generous with their license. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and talk about Wolf Children. And we're back. Wolf Children is from 2012. It is animated. Directed by Mamoru Hosoda, screenplay by Satoko Okudera and Mamoru Hosoda. And let's see, we won't do the whole cast because there's two casts depending on how you watch it. But uh, so I'll say the, the character and then the Japanese voice actor and the English voice actor. We have Hana by Ao Miyazaki. And Colleen Clinkenbeard, The Wolfman, Ukami, by Tako Osawa and David Matranga. You know, these English names are not being any easier. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, I, I can help with the Japanese with music. Uh, can't, not uh, uh, not going um, to be able to have much input on, uh, on Michael Osad. Uh, yeah. Um, Yuki oh, is Haru... Haru Kuroki and Momoka Ono, because there's a younger one and an older one. Jad Saxon and Laura Woodhull are the English voices. And Ame is Yokito Nishi and Amen Kabe. And then Micah Solsad and Allison Victron. Victron? Victron? Good lord. <laughs> Uh, the American, the English yeah, yeah. voices, Vic, Victorin, Victorin. That's it, Allison Victorin. Uh, and that's all the cast that I'm going to read. It's a big cast, and there's two of them. So, uh, yeah, this is an anime film. Uh, I don't. Let's see. Box office is 55 million, but I don't see a budget. Uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, a uh, a film of this level. Uh, generally would probably i'm going to guess 
15, 10 and 20 million, but that's just, that, that is, that's purely guessing from, um, I don't know, from, from comparable films. Okay. Yeah. That's probably about right. Um, very, very popular, uh, and continues to be quite popular in Japan. This movie? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Mamoru Hosoda, he's, um, uh, he, he, he's become a, a household name. Uh, and this is definitely, uh, De- definitely uh one of the films that uh i mean he, he he'd been on the on his way for a while but this is where he got his own studio and uh really started to get on the map yeah it's um it was fun for me watching this seeing the credits it's uh i uh like i, I knew for a while that some people i'd worked with had been in in Hosoda's orbit but i recognized actually quite a few uh, of the the names in the credits uh in the animation and um it uh like it it this tickled my heart because, uh, like, I um, so I, I, I the connected with this group of people after this film had been released, but um, uh, Studio Chizu, I mean, they uh, they they they've had uh, big ambitions. I mean, they really like they they want to um, become a like a a Ghibli level company, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, Ghibli is a high water mark, but I think they're 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 doing some great work. Yeah, it has that similar tone to studio ghibli if you haven't seen it folks it's um one of those sort of quiet kind of slice of life animes that ghibli tends to do not a big loud fighty anime yeah which was an interesting thing um for me because uh that was not what i was expecting going into it um so i i've not seen um all of hosoda's films um but uh, so, for instance, it's Summer Wars, that, that is, uh, I mean, it is fun, but it is definitely, it's definitely very much in the cranked up to 11, uh, let's throw all of our wild ideas at the screen, and it's like, if some of them uh, stick, great, if some of them don't stick, that's okay, because we're going to have more ideas uh, soon after. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, th- this is not that film. Um, this is This okay. is the opposite of showing up for big loud screaming faces and uh, and fan service uh and i, and I think i mean all, all the better for it this studio does neon genesis evangelion so yeah they could definitely go in a, in another direction when they want to yeah yeah so as we uh, said earlier this is a little bit of a type three uh, werewolf movie in that we get a little a little bit of uh, secret lives of werewolves but it's not really an entire society or culture. It's just one little family. Some girl in yeah. college falls in love with a a wolf boy. Uh, and then it's not really a horror film to, per se, but there are a few moments in it that are a little distressing. Yeah, well, uh, it's interesting. Um, I mean, the, the distressing moments... Uh are more based on survival than they are, you know, the uncanny or the horrific peeking into our world. Um, yeah. One of the things that I think is so fascinating about it is how some of the most horrifying moments in the film are wolves in peril. Uh, and, yeah. uh, or, well, particularly uh, <clears throat> wolf children in peril. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it is most definitely not a horror film. Um, you know, the interesting layer um, at play here is so, you know, the, the the wolf man who the the heroine Hana falls in love with and then has two children with who become the titular uh, wolf children 
uh so his uh you know his whole deal is that he is descended from the japanese wolf and the japanese wolf is extinct uh and it's one of these creatures i don't know i mean maybe analogous to like the um, you know tasmanian tiger or the dodo where there's a certain kind of mythology just built up around this animal that was with us up until relatively recently but is not here anymore um so um it uh and you know there there have been some interesting films made about the japanese wolf you know and i, I mean it there this fair amount of it does hinge on this kind of you know bit bigfoot loch ness monsterist idea of like oh what if there really is one out there or you know is there some kind of mystical connection to it um there's a really excellent film um came out last year called ring wandering uh which hinges on uh the a missing you know, a, a quest for uh, a missing uh, Japanese wolf. Um, it, I, I, I know, been on inside track that it will be coming out um, in uh, the United States soon. So, uh, Ring Wandering, uh, perhaps you can cover it uh, next year. Have a have a werewolf's coda. Um, all, okay. I'm, spoiler alert: I'm friends with the directors. He, he's a, a great guy and very talented. So, uh, thumbs up for Ring Wandering. But back to Wolf Children. <laughs> in regards to that, though, a lot of these movies. Somebody says, I was bit by a wolf, and someone else says, there's no wolves around here. Yeah, yeah. It's not just Japan where they're extinct, but there seems to be large parts of America where people are convinced there's no wolves around these parts. They're just, yeah, well, they're just were but there are true. plenty of werewolves around these parts. So Maybe that was true decades ago, but uh, not so much these days. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually off to um, a, a, a party after this known as Coyote Fest, um, which is... Uh, uh, named after the coyotes who roam around um, the neighborhood where uh, where I'm living in. So um, yeah, it's um, you know the the, the beasts are among us. I, I will let you know. Yes, we mentioned earlier uh, three types of werewolves, but we didn't yes. I didn't say what they are. And I think we get actually two of them in this movie. So what I'm calling type one is you're just a wolf. You just turn into a wolf. Type two is a really big wolf, an unnaturally large wolf, like in American Werewolf in London, uh, where it still has the basic f shape of a wolf, but it's it's so big that there's clearly something unnatural going on. And then type three is a bipedal wolf man or wolf person. And I believe we see the wolf guy in a wolf man form. So I don't know if they have, well, yeah, the because the kids take on a couple of different forms. So he he's in a wolf man form at one point when he's. Uh, oh, that, that's 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 when uh, that's when, girlfriend. Yeah, we 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 get a, a tender, affectionate uh, uh, bestiality in this. For yes, uh, yes, some, um, some um, which form. you know, yeah, which which joking aside is actually you know, uh, I think handled quite delicately and um and and in, in a lovely way i mean it's um you know you know what's going on but uh it's it, it neither you know it neither leans into it in an explicit way nor in a elbow in the ribs like isn't this weird kind of way um well, and that, it, it, that's it, very hard to do it is not handled that way in wolf cop i will tell you <laughs> But uh, we do then later see him in a full wolf form, and sadly, spoilers, people. Oh, of course, we've been spoiling all the movies that we've discussed. Uh, he ends up 
uh, dead. Does he get? Does he? He doesn't get shot though. He gets like drowned. He gets caught out in a bad rain. Well, it's uh, again to this movie. To, to this movie's credit, it um like one of the things I I enjoyed about this is it's uh it's fairly oblique about aspects of the plot that I think you know a, a, another film might kind of hammer home on the head more. I mean the the implication it, the implication is that he went feral looking for food for his children and drowned in a flooded um, sewer. Uh, but it's, you know, one of the, I think one of the interesting choices is that we don't see his death, but it, it really does linger on showing his lifeless body and then showing his lifeless body getting zipped up and put into a, a trash um, yeah. uh, pickup truck. And, you know, which like it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, I was struck uh, just in the way it was staged, how, uh, you know, there, there, there's no gore. There's no, there's no um, overt human cruelty in it. It's fairly matter of fact, and yet, I think it's it's quite a bit more horrific than if it had been, you know, oh the, you know, the evil authorities uh, chasing down the poor hapless wolf. It, uh, so I, I think again, hats off. I think it staged very, very effectively. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a powerful moment. Uh, but as far as the form the werewolf takes, the the kids as they're growing up. So she uh, gets pregnant and has twins. No, not twins. She'd already had one baby and was pregnant with the second one. They get, yeah, they're, 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 I think they're, they're one year apart by when they yeah. go to elementary school. Yeah. Older sister. So, yeah. Uh, but as they're growing and learning to deal with it, they, they, they can kind of wolf out in varying degrees. <laughs> so, their ears might just start to poke up and their teeth might start to poke out or they turn fully into a wolf. They can have degrees of transformation uh, and, well, and so uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that brings control up, over it. Yeah, I mean, that brings up the, a couple of things that struck me. So one is I just think it's really charming um, the way they show you know the children wolfing out, basically being an extension of, uh, you know, kids spazzing out or having the uh, you know the kind of the emotional outburst that all children do yeah uh, it's um you know it's essentially you know portray you know whenever the kids have a temper tantrum or get really excited they wolf out um and, and the animation i think is really beautifully observed i think both both for the way uh children will uh you know have these sort of biblical fits of hysteria when they don't get their way or when they get excited. Um, but also the way, uh, dogs will, um, you know, absolutely spaz out, uh, when, you know, something triggers them. Uh, so it's, uh, I mean, I think well-observed and really beautifully animated. Um, the other thing that struck me is the, um, and this is where I'm curious, uh, comparing the, how you compare the transformations in this to, the other transformations you've seen is, you know, there, there's a few scenes in it where we see, you know, it, it, the, the transformation from human to wolf is, is animated and they're on screen. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's handled more obliquely. There's a, a, a neat scene where a character transforms behind a curtain and you just get a, a silhouette, but, you know, sometimes the, the transformation is right there and it, you know, I think this is part of where animation as a medium works to the advantage because you don't you know they can kind of fudge what's going on with the fur and all this but um uh, it's right really I think, really well realized mm -hmm. so, so compared to other ones well i mean 
yeah, of course, in animation, they have they have it easy. There's a tendency to have uh, in the old fashioned ones, you have this sort of fade in that happens. And then in the newer ones, the transformations tend to be very painful. Mm, yeah, because uh, the the uh, um, the idea of your body changing shape so dramatically uh, if your bones and your skin and your muscles are all stretching out and changing, that would probably be uh, painful. So a lot of the newer versions get very graphic with that. Uh, other ones are it's 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 um, graphic, but also unrealistic in that they sort of just tear away their outer skin and the wolf skins underneath. And then presumably they do that again when they change back, tear off the wolf skin and there's a fresh human skin underneath. Uh, I don't know if that's a problem for maintaining tattoos if you have to go through that. (laughs) version. Um, Mm. So uh, these guys seem to have it pretty easy. Weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. you know, it, it's interesting. I, I was saying that there are no um, there are no wolves in in EK Boys in my film. Uh, however, as we're talking, one thing that's coming back to me is um, uh, my sound designers and I we actually did a fairly deep dive into the transformation scenes in the Howling um, because we wanted to have a similar kind of mm-hmm. similar kind of sound design for when Vic first transforms into the Kaiju. You know, again, so like. Uh, and you know we're like what is the sound of stretching skin what is the sound of bones growing that fast uh you know like what what is it you know what does it sound like when uh you have a prodigious amount of fur growing um and uh i mean the the answer is uh to make those sounds work it's you know it's not one thing it's many different sounds layered on top of one another and processed um but uh it and you know, I could, I could, I could nerd out at length about uh, all of that, but um, yeah, uh, it uh, that was a, it was definitely a big inspiration. So yeah, I guess they're, uh, you know, what do we know? It all comes back to werewolves. I guess I got some, got some werewolves in uh, my latest movie after all. You got your werewolf in my kaiju. <laughs> uh, so yeah, these guys have it pretty easy as far as the transformation. They can do it quickly, and it seems fairly painless. So uh, that's good. That's good for them. Yeah, they they do. Um, uh, you know, what's more interesting is is it, it plays with the idea of sort of you know, um, living a human life versus living a wolf life. And one of the things that tend to happen is whenever they wolf out, um, you know, they tend to they tend to also spaz out, and so. There are some scenes which I struck me as rather gleeful, where they're absolutely you know running ramshackle through uh, houses, through public spaces, you know, not knocking things over, you know, kicking up dust. Uh, it uh, you know so there's a it seems that there's a certain kind of uh, of pleasure taken by the filmmakers in seeing wolves uh, tear up homes and tear up uh, civilization. Uh-huh. Now, one thing I found interesting is um, Ame yeah, uh, yeah. at first does not want to be a wolf. Yuki mm. seems pretty comfortable with being a wolf in the beginning, and Ame does not want to be a wolf. And then it, by the end, that's all he wants to be. 
Yeah. He starts yeah. hanging out with some fox out in the wilderness who's shown him the ways of being an animal. And he just <laughs> abandons his poor mother to go off and live as a wolf out yeah. in the wilderness. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the flip side of that is. I mean, it, it's the the ending is uh, is ambiguous, but it seems like like uh, like Yuki, the the older sister, that she's mm. mostly chosen a life of just being human. Um, you know, there, there's a hint yeah. where she reveals her, her wolf form to um, uh, you know a, a friend of hers that well maybe maybe she's going to find a way to you know kind of make uh, make peace between the two different things that she is uh but you know it like that that's i mean what we're getting at is what's really at the heart of the film is sort of this question of you know can can someone be two things at once or do they have to choose um yeah. and you know i think the, the way the movie answers it is well it it depends uh you know sometimes uh it it does become just a you know uh a choice um Sometimes you can you can find a way to let them let them coexist. Uh, yeah, I I I I'd, again I'll say um, you know props to uh, props to the writers for showing the ambiguity there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, UK definitely starts off I'm a wolf, and then she's kind of as she gets older she's kind of embarrassed about it and doesn't want the boy to know. Well, and accidentally hurts a boy who's he's to be fair is being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, he, he's because he's a boy and he likes her and he doesn't he doesn't know how to. Well, for one thing, he, she's not interested in him or at least is avoiding him because of her problem. But he yeah, doesn't so know he how does to the, deal with it, so he acts like a jerk. Well, you know, he does the the classic teenage boy thing of I know a way I get girls to like me is just be like yeah. like sort of wear them down with constant attention. Uh, so it's a uh, yes, yes. Uh, young men watching this film, uh, do not, do not, um, yeah. uh, yeah, he, he is not a role model for you. Um, particularly when he starts talking about running away from home and making <laughs> his living as a boxer, uh, yeah. that is, uh, not a, <laughs> we not a, a problem in another movie where the, the girl says, <laughs> oh. it's another movie we watched where the girl literally runs away from the guy and he will not leave her alone. Wow. Well, we're, we're, like, we're sensing there's some patterns emerging here. Yes. But uh, I did appreciate his, you know, he, when she strikes out at him, he calms the fuck down and also doesn't out her. He doesn't give away her secret and he uh, claims that it wasn't her that that bit him or scratched him or whatever that cut him. He, he claims oh, so that, th that he did it himself by accident or something. Yeah, well, th this gets at one of the other interesting theme themes going on in the film is... So much of the film uh, is, I mean, sure, it's about uh, werewolves, kind of, sort of. Uh, really, it's hard. I mean, it's about raising, you know, raising children and just how darn darn hard it is to raise children and raise them well and sort of the, you know, the, the questions that uh, parents ask themselves about, am I doing this right? Uh, and then, you know, then children growing up, you know, they sort of, they... They take in whatever is given to them. Um, so, you know, so the, again, spoiler alert, um, I would say more or less uh, Hana, it, it works out with her children. I mean, sure, one of them, uh, you know, chooses the life of a wolf and leaves her, but I think he does so in a, in a loving, respectful way. Um, but yeah, um, you know, uh, Yuki's, um, 
not wouldn't call him a boyfriend, friend who is a boy. I mean, the, the implication is that he comes from a reasonably well-to-do house with a, uh, you know, a beautiful mother and kind of everything is like this sort of keeping up with the Joneses prim and proper sort of thing. You know, whereas, uh, you know, Yuki and Ame, they're raised by, you know, their, their mother is just barely getting by um, and, you know, really struggling. She had moved into a really a basically abandoned house that was falling well, apart because, well, because it was far is, away from uh, things. Yeah, well, I, I this is another, um, you know, interesting layer to the film is, you know, you know, Japan is, you know, as is known, the population is shrinking and a lot of... Um, a lot of small towns are slowly dying out. So th- this is this is a real phenomenon of, you know, there are a lot of abandoned homes in the countryside and there are a bun- there there are plenty of people who romanticize the quote unquote uh, you know, simple country life and move out uh, as Hana does and, you know, quickly uh, uh, quickly get overwhelmed by how tough it is to actually live off the land and uh, yeah. got an existence that that kind of culture clash again and, and this is speaking from you know friends i know who live in um in urban japan but um then you know friends who live in the countryside uh it's i i would say overall it's a really it's an authentic and i think surprisingly nuanced portrayal of of what that culture gap is like right yeah the, the only thing it doesn't show is just how darn uh much alcohol uh men drink but i don't know it's a family <laughs> movie I was curious about that whole thing though, because she, uh, she has no money, she has no job starting out, and yet, yeah, she is able to get this house and start fixing it up. But I guess you know, if these things are basically abandoned and the villages are dying, they might be sell them off for cheap. Oh, they do sell them off for cheap. I've, I've heard some. I've heard some. I've talked to some friends about this, and I've heard it's like stag. I mean, you can get a. A mansion for i mean for i mean a few thousand dollars okay. uh well i guess i'm moving i mean Japan. well yeah but 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 as the film points out uh it's sort of like getting a car it's like then there's all of the fees that go into um yeah. it, it, it keeping it up and then you know it's like you add on like either you you toil and toil to cr- raise your own food or you drive a big distance to get you know so it, like it it's uh you know, it's uh there there is no free lunch. Yeah. I did like how the whole community uh was very supportive and helped her out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have to wonder if over time they began to figure out what was going on and just kept their mouths shut about it. Well, uh little, it would little things um, would slip out. It would seem entirely reasonable um and, you know, the other thing is uh you know, there there are uh other thing about the Japanese countryside is there are so many local legends and so much, you know, local folklore that I would have a hunch these people would um, not not be unfamiliar with the idea of strange creatures living in the mountains and um, uh, uh, wolf people. Right. So uh, it, it, it seems it seems quite possible that there would be uh, some kind of uh, collective pact of silence going on. Uh, this movie is not widely available. You can find it on Crunchyroll. I found it at my local library. Oh, and okay. Then there was a scratch partway through that almost ruined everything, but I managed to work around it. Well, I I watched it on Crunchyroll, and um, it it uh, it was a a good quality of stream. They have the Japanese, which I watched, uh, but also the English dub. So, um, uh, yeah, um, uh, it, it, you know, if you get Crunchyroll, uh, it's available. 
Yeah, but also, uh, also, uh, yay libraries, um, underused resource. But by the way, uh, um, so, uh, the, uh, um, have, uh, have, have you had any howl offs on uh, the show yet? Any, no. uh, no. Oh, well, no. yes. Yeah. So I was at, um, I was hanging out with, uh, with friends, um, with, a who had a, a very skittish, uh, little rat terrier a few weeks ago. And, um, like, I mean, I think, so I, I'm a dyed in the wall cat person. So I think the rat terrier smelled the cat on me. Um, I think he was generally, um, nervous around the other strangers. So what we finally did is we uh, thought, okay, well let's, let's communicate to him on his own terms. So we started howling and <laughs> we did that. He joined in and we had a howl off and it was the most amazing thing. We were all friends after that. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh so, yeah. Uh, it, 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 it works. It works. Um, I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, even though I posted something, I will not do a howl off for you here because uh, the cats are <laughs> hanging out with me asleep, and uh, oh, I uh, okay. would not. Uh, that, that would not be kosher. Um, uh, inviting <laughs> wolf, wolf spirit into a room with cats. So all the cats have disappeared around here. I don't know if the coyotes got them or what, because I haven't seen coyotes. There's wow. been a growth in the bird and rabbit population. Mm, yeah uh, all, that's a that's a, all the cats that's a, yes my cats wandered off and didn't come back and oh. no new one no new ones have shown up oh wow i mean one of them one oh. of them was two two of them were just a couple assholes that hung around and ate the food but the other one was you know my cat that i had for years but it was an outdoor cat and uh she would often wander off for a couple of days but would always come back but she didn't come back, and this other cat at the same time disappeared at the same time, and then the third one I think just got lonely and wandered off. Um, yeah, they, which and that one was never very friendly to begin with, but I've noticed in the, in the whole neighborhood there's I haven't seen any cats, and I've been seeing more birds and more rabbits. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on with that. It's weird. Yeah, whenever cats are in abundance, they tend to bring gifts. Um, I, um, <laughs> I've more than a few times I've had cats put dead um, baby bunnies on my pillow, which, on the one hand, I was delighted by the gesture of affection. On the other, uh, I was horrified by the gesture of affection. So yeah. uh, uh, it's the circle of life. Well, Eric, I think we've come to the part of the show where we give the movie a rating. We are using a oh, moon yes. phase scale this year. Ooh. So it's still a five-point scale as usual, but it's moon phases. So it's a new moon, quarter, half, three-quarters, or full. What okay. phase are you going to give to wolf children? Uh, I'm going to give it a, a, a three-quarters uh, edging towards full. Um, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this. Um, it, uh, you know, I've got I've got a few uh, few quibbles throughout but um there's a lot going on in here uh and there were some moments that um there were there are a lot of things that are far more subtle than i think a lesser film would have uh would have uh, um, handled them and there are a few moments that really genuinely uh hit me that i was not expecting so um yeah um uh w won't say quite full but uh edging towards full okay yeah, I think three quarters is a fair rating. I will also give it a three quarter moon. 
So there you go, folks. Wolf Children. You can watch it on Crunchyroll or see if your local library has it. Uh, a quick question. Wrap it... Yes. Have any of the films you covered uh, been uh, a uh, supermoon? Uh, I don't think so. There are oh, oh, two different movies that we're going to record called Blood Moon. I was going to say, I mean, like the writing's on the wall right but, there. So, yeah. But I have not uh, seen one that addressed a supermoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in for a rating. Oh, oh, a su- for a rating. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, we haven't. <laughs> I see. I mean, I'm, you know, if we were to ever have you know an Oscar-worthy, uh, wolf, you know, Wolfman film, you know, it's like, you're like. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, I haven't come across one that's like Casablanca level, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I do. Oh. I mean, I gave. I gave the Wolfman a full moon, and yes, uh, yes. I think we gave American Werewolf in London a, a full moon. Yeah, that would those are but, both. Uh, yeah, I, I would give the Howling of... a, a full moon uh, as well. But I mean, it's a uh, it's imperfect, but I just love that movie so much. We haven't done that one because it's not readily available, uh, but all of the stupid sequels are. That is deeply, deeply, deeply unfortunate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. There's been a few. There's been a few like Wolf Children that are not um, as easy to to get. But I'm trying to keep most of the films on the list. Uh, things that our our listeners can easily stream. They're either free with ads or they're on common platforms like HBO and and Netflix and things like that. I stayed away from both Wolfen and Howling for that reason. Uh, that's yeah. Well, I think um, director Joe Dante, he's probably more available than the Howling is because he, um, he he's just uh, I, I haven't interacted with him personally, but um, word on the street from a lot of friend uh, friends of mine, he is very accessible both online and off, um, and apparently is just <laughs> a super welcoming. I mean, like he'll, I think I think he accepts uh, you know quite a few Facebook friend requests. Uh, just you know, like he he regularly mentors young filmmakers, so. I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, go straight to the source. Ask him for a maybe hookup. next year. Maybe yeah. next year we'll uh, get it and see if we can get him on the show. Hey, I mean, uh, he's a he 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 is a dyed in the wool cool dude. All right. Well, it never hurts to ask. So we'll look into yeah. that for for another occasion. Well, Eric, thank you very much for joining me. Speaking of accessible directors. Check out his movie, EK Boys, on many of the streaming services. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with another werewolf movie. Until then, I have been Precious D. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. Please do not misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Rita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.